Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Now, Apple's Vision Pro is the company's most ambitious new product category in years. It's the giant headset that you might have seen uh, the news media talk about nonstop over the last year. But as it goes on pre-sale in the U.S., And here in the summer, the early reviews aren't great. Reviewers say it's heavy, it's clunky, it has relatively few apps, and there's no killer app yet. So could this be Apple's first failure? JJ Clark, have you seen any coverage of the Vision Pro? Yeah, so I've read a few articles on it, and uh, I like the the sleek look of it. Like, I know it's their first foray into the sort of VR headset world. And it's exciting from my standpoint. Why? Um, just because it's sort of Ready Player One feel. Apple you like don't. That? Yeah, Apple you like don't. The big cranial strap on. <laughs> well, it looks cool, and it looks like we're getting into that sort of space of VR, AR, and the cross connection there. But I mean, you were in Cupertino, mm, uh, California last year. Mm. Uh, what was it like there. from your perspective? It was exciting. It was futuristic. The demos that we were shown looked good, but um, I caveat that by saying that the actual reviews from the US, because it's only launched in the US right now, it goes on general sale in the US in a week or two and not until the summer here. The reviews haven't been good and there are a few reasons for that. Um, It's too heavy. It, 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 too heavy. Give us some perspective. Is that like you know the head the the headphones that you have on right now? How much heavier is a lot is it? heavier? Yeah. So you you got to put this in perspective. The Vision Pro, it is an actual computer on your head. It's not like some of the smaller VR headsets that we were used to seeing. It's not an from, accessory. No, from not Oculus yeah. or or Meta, which you can wear somewhat bearably and comfortably for an hour or two hours, and that suits gamers, for example. There's a niche. The only real category where uh, headsets like this have worked has been for niche gaming. Now, we'll talk about what the killer app for Vision Pro might be in a minute, but from an, an aesthetic point of view and from a sartorial point of view, it's it, the almost all the reviewers are saying it gets a little bit uncomfortable. So that's going to be an issue. Now, another issue is going to be what it's actually used for. And that's the biggest question that I get when I'm asked about this you know, what? how am I going to use this in my everyday life? I can see a purpose for an Apple Watch. It's health and fitness, and it's a watch. I can see purpose for an iPhone. It's my connection into the information and social media every day. I can see a use for a Mac, for, you know, 
AirPods. I can see a use case for all of it. What's my use case for the Vision Pro? And right now, the best answer that we seem to have, it's for watching movies. Right, because you're not watching it on a 65-inch TV screen. You're watching it sort of mass re- yeah. resolution, you know, really impressively. Now, even there, there are challenges because while Disney Plus says it's coming on board and Apple TV is one of the launch apps for it, Netflix isn't going to make an app for it. YouTube is not making an app for it. So to be fair, Paramount Plus will. Um, th- there are a couple of other companies that will. So at the moment... The killer app seems to be movies, but only a handful of TV and movie companies are making apps for it. Right, and and I believe in in the There's demonstrations, that, by the, way. Uh, the like they showed sort of you can take photos of your kids and you can take photos with it, but that's still kind of isolating if you're sticking it on and you're like, I'm just gonna kind of go into VR or AR here. Yeah. It's, so if you if you bought one of the latest iPhones, you can take, I think Apple calls them spatial photos and spatial videos. And one of the reasons for that is that when you load them, if you're wearing a Vision Pro, you will be able to experience those photos and those videos a lot more immersively. Now, in theory, that is good. And I wait to spend time doing that before passing judgment on it. But it's hard to position that as a killer app. It might just be something that's unbelievably impressive to experience once or twice, but that you may not spend much time doing. But the, the basic issue here is, am I willing to wear a giant um, headset on my head at home uh, for, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours? Now, now, to be fair, the answer to that might be yes, because even though it sounds dystopian, the reality is even in homes with families and and multiple people, we do actually spend more and more time by ourselves in rooms individually, even in a family. Like we we have three people uh, in in our household and it's not unusual uh, on the weekend or even in the evening for the three of us to be in different rooms doing different things for an hour, say. That's not unusual. And look at public transport, for instance. People just click into that box of their phone. Hold on, hold on. That's... I think that's a different thing altogether. You're talking about the top deck of a bus? No, but I mean, like, you know, waiting for public transport, people would just, oh, you know... On the street, their, at a bus stop? Yeah, or no, on, no, on no, public no, transport. No, have to draw the line there, so... No, but like, it's the same as going into your room and being on your phone flicking around it, for an hour. It is to a degree, but it's not really, because am I going to wear a big giant headset at a bus stop? I'm not. No, you're, you, you're not, by the way. Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, uh, as well as that, I think it's interesting to get into how much it costs because that's another prohibition on it, I think. Oh, um, so this starts at $3,500. Uh, it's three iterations of it. It's 256 gigabytes, 512 gigs, and one terabyte. The 256 is $3,499 plus sales tax, which means it'll be almost €4,000 in Ireland when it launches. Then up from that, 512 is $37.99 and then $38.99 for one terabyte. On the opening day uh, of pre-sales, uh, reportedly, they sold out of the entry level, the 256. They did not sell out of the 512 or one terabyte. And that was despite a limited sales run estimated to be between 60,000 and 80,000. Now, for Apple not to sell out of a hyped product on day one, where there's under 100,000, it goes up. That shows you that people still have to be convinced that they need this in right. their in their their daily and, life. And might it be that like like the iPad 
or, you know, any other sort of new product line that people have to be kind of educated and told this is why you need this? I mean, to a degree, there's push and pull with a lot of new categories. But if you remember the launch of the iPhone, you don't because it was 2007, but that the launch of the iPhone, it, there there was a huge demand for something interesting and something new, but people were already using, you know, mobile phones, cell phones, and even some people were, were already using smartphones to a degree. Ericsson had one, there were a few other, LG had one, there were touchscreen phones uh, as well. So there was only a certain amount of push involved there, mostly it was pull. Um, with this, VR headsets, and this isn't exactly a VR headset, but VR headsets like Oculus have been around for 10 years they haven't really taken off. Let, let's be completely honest about this. They have taken off to the point there's a sustainable market category among a real small niche of people. I don't know how many people, one of your friends, family, have a VR headset, use a VR none headset. None in my inner circle. There are none in my circle. Now, that's my circle. I should know people who use a VR headset somewhat regularly. I don't. Is there an implication, though, that Apple don't miss when it comes to this sort of thing? Like Tim Cook is, is sort of bed in the house on this. It's his well, now he, sort now, of Tim Cook era he, defining, is it no, not? No, no, it's not. And he's not betting the house on it. So the big product category for Tim Cook was actually the watch. Uh, Tim Cook has has overseen the launch of the AirPods and the Apple Watch, both of which are multi-billion dollar industries. No matter what happens with the Vision Pro, his legacy is fairly safe. He, but this is his last big product, uh, product right. launch. He, he probably will step aside in two, yeah, three, four years' time. He's 63 now, you know. Yeah. So. And so this is his last uh, category. Apple, more than any other company, is a tech company that has a magnificent track record of success when it comes to launching new products. This looks to be the shakiest, uh, the shakiest one yet. I mean, I remember the launch of the iPad. Steve Jobs was around at the time. Uh, people were slagging it off. They were slagging off the name. Said it said it sounded like a sanitary product. Um, they slagged off the Apple Watch. They said that you know why do I need a you know a, a smartphone watch? It, the Apple Watch is by far the best selling watch of any kind at all in the world. It's 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 an absolute monster runaway hit. AirPods were a huge hit. It's kind of difficult to make the case for the Vision Pro, though. Right. But the even the name, the Vision Pro, does that suggest that there will be a Vision Air yeah, it on does. stream coming it does. down so, the line? So, so talking about price, the Apple uses the word Pro fairly advisedly, and usually it, it uses that term when there are non-Pro uh, models in the same category. So I think it is fair to say we can expect to see you know, a Vision Air, a Vision whatever, a Vision Plus, something like that uh, coming down the line for for less money. Um, but it's still just quite hard to see. And it, it might be a case where this is just a, a proof of concept that Apple's real plans are in four or five years where it shrinks the size of the uh, the engineering so that it gets closer and closer to a normal pair of glasses or sunglasses that can do essentially the same thing. Right. And if and when that happens, that is an absolute runaway hit of a product. There's no question about that. People say, oh, it's dystopian and I don't like those Facebook uh, smart glasses. No, guys, you're wrong. The minute there is a pair of glasses, smart glasses out like that, that can not only do basic recording and, you know, play stuff, your podcast or radio or your music through years, as the Facebook um, glasses can, the minute there's a properly high-powered version of that, you will wear them, or, or uh, many people around you will wear them. So that will be hit. 
But this is not something you can wear at a bus stop. It's not something you can wear outside. It's not something you're going to wear um, uh, probably not on a bus. You might on a plane. You might on a plane. Right. We're talking about a battery life of maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Which is enough at the moment. I think You may be able to get a, a battery extension pack as well. But that's enough for you to be able to sit back and switch off in a in, you know in a plane to a movie for example or right. maybe to review some of your spatial photos and videos and can you fl- so just so to, we have an, an idea of what it's like you can mm. flip between augmented reality and virtual reality so that you can bring the world back into your vision yeah so uh, with it's a, a see th- it's a see through s- display so you can actually see through the display um now your eyes aren't visible aren't visible uh, to somebody, if I'm wearing a Vision Pro headset here, you can't see my eyes unless I adjust it so that you see this slightly creepy digital pair of eyes, which yeah. tracks the same way as my eye track. By the way, it is worth talking about the you know the eye tracking here because we've been sort of neutral to negative on the Vision Pro so far. It's worth pointing out exactly what it is, exactly why Apple is excited about this. So when you when you when you first put this on, it takes a scan of your face just so it knows the shape of your face so it can seal the the light properly. But then it has this magnificent technology that literally tracks the where your eyeballs are looking. And that's how you can control things like what apps you want to open um, in association with double clicking your or, or tapping your your thumb and your forefinger in front of you. It's it's an unbelievably impressive. Um, technology and you navigate towards you know say the home application or you know settings by looking at it yeah yes yeah, yeah. It, it's something that no other company has done uh, as well and it is it is unbelievably impressive the the problem is for most people where does this fit into my life now I've made a case there is a case where you might be at home and there maybe there's something you want to watch and you're plugging it in and Maybe the movie experience on it is absolutely fantastic. But some of the early reviewers were also saying that, uh, like VR headsets, that motion queasiness is Nausea. still an issue. Yeah. Is still an issue, particularly with things like spatial videos, maybe that you've taken yourself. Um, Apple kind of acknowledged the issue. They've they've said they're trying to work on, you know, lessening this, that. This is lag, isn't it? It's, yeah, it, yeah. It, this has always been an issue for um, immersive headsets like this. It's... I remember interviewing a guy called Palmer Lucky. He was the Oculus founder. He was over in Dublin years ago. And I remember asking him about this. It's maybe the third year of the Oculus being on the market. And I asked him about it and he said, no, look, we've already solved all that. They absolutely had not already solved on it. Any t- time I have tried a VR headset, if I use a certain uh, application or go into certain content, I do get a bit nauseous. I do get a bit queasy. Right, because it's disconcerting. Your brain is being told you're moving down a, yeah. like the you know a, a ski slope, and you're not. Yes, um, but they 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 tried to assuage, I suppose, fans and and reviewers with, with that they've reduced it to twelve microseconds, mm. which is pretty pretty close, but no it, cigar. It is, but it, it, there's something other than lag at play there. Look, if you have a, a weak stomach or if you're the type who easily gets a little bit sort of queasy, um, you, you are going to find this kind of challenging, I think. I think that's going to be, as well as the price, as well as the, what is this for other than watching movies? Mm. Um, now, look, there are other use cases that Apple has presented for the Vision Pro, like, for example, Microsoft Office. 
the demos show uh, you using multiple screens, flicking between. Don't forget, this is a complete computer on your head. It's a proper chip behind it. You can do basically what a laptop can do. You're using your hands virtually as a mouse, uh, effectively. Um, and there are productivity things that you might be able to do with this. It's also worth pointing out, I've mentioned that there's be no Netflix app, there'll be no YouTube. There are going to be quite a few other apps. So um, there's no Netflix, no YouTube, no Spotify. Now, that's not a huge surprise. They're the apps who have gone to war with Apple over their App Store fees. Anyway, there's going to, not going to be any meta apps, at least at launch. So no Facebook, no WhatsApp, no Instagram, no TikTok, there's no Snapchat. Um, there will be news apps, so CNN, The Guardian, Washington Post, um, NBA, is sport, uh, Major League Soccer, dating apps, Tinder. But not how, how does that work? Does Do, Tinder with work? your eyes, do you just look right so. and look left yeah. to swipe left and I guess swipe so. right? That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and like a the full size uh, image. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might be very, very interesting. <laughs> Crucially, though, hardly any games apps. So no Minecraft, no Fortnite. Now, Microsoft owns Minecraft. Fortnite has had major issues with uh, through its parent company, Epic, with Apple. They've been at loggerheads in the courts for years, famously because Fortnite said that, you know, it was extortion to charge them 30%. Um, the App Store charged them 30%, led to a court case. Fortnite was kicked out of the App Store, the, the iPhone, iPad App Store. Um, so there's a fractious relationship there. These are apps you probably need if you want this you need thing them to on take side. off, you know. Um, so you will have a lot of Apple apps. I think there's 15 native apps, photos, mail, keynote, uh, messages, Apple TV, Safari. And the user interface is really easy. That's one thing that, that's come back, yeah. you know, through a bunch of it reviewers. Is. It, it's, it's from everything we've seen in the demonstrations, it looks very, very easy. But it looks like the main thing that you'll be using, whether it's watching movies or or anything else, is actually Safari, is actually going to be the, the, the web browser because you will be able to access things like YouTube and Netflix through Safari. But I don't know, if you've got a like an iPad, for example, do you watch Netflix through the browser? You don't, you, you use the yeah. app. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of um, interesting. Anyway, it doesn't go on sale in Ireland Apple have, haven't announced a sale uh, date in Ireland or Europe, but we were expecting that that should be the summertime. The UK anyway, possibly Ireland, but it's on pre-sale at the moment and it goes on sale in shops in the US, in Apple stores on first week of February, I think. Yeah. And if you want to have a look at it for any of our US uh, listeners, you can go into uh, an Apple store and they'll give you a demo. You can book a demo. Right. And I just just so we know what it looks like, the, the Vision Pro is the headset, mm. but is there any tether? Is there any wires and stuff? Just, just so I have a sense of, and does the wire snake down? Do I put the little bar in my back pocket? How does that work? Yeah, so there's a battery pack uh, which is connected uh, like old school style on your belt like some people would would used to maybe connect a pager or their cell phone on their belt, pretty right. old school. Um, there's a band at the back that basically keeps it on your head. Now, what reviewers have said about that, those have had a real go at it, is that um, it will bunch your hair up, for example, if you've got long hair. Right. Um, and it won't completely stop the Vision Pro from feeling heavy on your head. Now, this is interesting because the, Air Pack, the AirPods Max headphones 
are considerably heavier than a lot of other premium headphones in the market, noise cancelling headphones. But because Apple's band at the top is so good and distributes the weight so well, you don't feel it. You can wear it for hours and you don't feel it. But by all accounts, that doesn't kick in here. So um, I, I keep coming back to this issue. I really, anytime I review overhead headphones, noise cancelling headphones, honestly, the comfort and how easy or awkward or painful it is to where it's such a big deal. It's is, such a big deal. Is a big mark against this as well that if you want to be social or communicative on it that you your friends have to have a Vision Pro as well. And like you said earlier on, even in your tech mm. circle, there's no one with the, you know, that would, would likely have it. Yeah, there's a chicken egg. So like previously, I, w- I am still somewhat bullish about the early sales for Vision Pro. Like r- reportedly, they have uh, a first a, a version one sales run of 1.5 million. Now, by the way, if they achieved those sales, that would already make it, you know, a what a uh, five billion dollar um, uh, industry or a product or category in itself. So that right, would, they don't have to sell a terrible amount. No, and the price because will the price never is drop. so much. Yeah, it will okay. never drop below seven hundred. And I think there are enough people who are willing to give Apple the benefit of the doubt to buy it. I I I think you know that whatever about failing to reach eighty thousand on the first day, I I can definitely see a scenario where they reach half a million, maybe a million by, you know, um, certainly by the end of this year. I can definitely see that. Maybe the full 1.5 million. Um, But a lot of that is just trust for its phenomenal product run up to now. Um, There are people for whom, believe it or not, there are people for whom $3,500 is a kind of, "Ah, I'll give it a go, you know. Yeah, I want to be an early adapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really me. That's not. Although I did spend forty-two thousand euro on a on an electric car, but uh, that's a different podcast, yeah. which we have done. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Yes. Um, so, anyway, that's what we know about the Apple uh, Vision Pro. It's coming to Ireland, we think, this summer. If any of you are going to the states and want to have a look, or if you live in the states, you can book a demo at one of the Apple stores, see what you think yourself. If you do so, you might let me know. I'll be going to the States anyway in early March. So I will be having a, a closer look. I'll be getting a, a longer uh, spin on it. Um, Apple isn't really engaging with European journalists on this because it won't be launched here for months. So, um, but that's it. Any any last queries on that? Yeah, I do. like as in crystal ball gazing here, mm. will it be a flop? You said they only need the economics of it, mean that like, only a few people have to sort of be like, you know what, I'll give Apple the benefit of the doubt. But in your opinion. Well, I think as anyone listening to this podcast episode will have divined, the cards seem to be stacked against this being a mass market hit. That's that anyone looking at that, at this might conclude the same. On the other hand, you're such a fool if you bet against Apple being able to develop a you know a product that people ultimately want ultimately cover ultimately get, get great enjoyment out of so I, even though with all of the skeptical notes that I've struck I, I can't I honestly can't uh, uh, bet against this because Apple has such a good track record um I, I, I I'm torn on it I, I I think it's a very difficult use case to get people to put on a large headset a large headset if I were to prognosticate crystal ball, I think that this will be 
moderately successful in achieving very modest sales targets, and then they will iterate and that their next versions will be more compact, smaller, lighter, and they will start to become bigger sellers, better sellers. By the time Tim Cook retires, maybe in three or four years' time, this could be a genuinely self-sustaining market category. And by then, if it is, app developers will have come on board as well, and that that might make a big difference, and and maybe games as well. So that's what I think. Um, JJ Clark, who produced this show, thanks very much for sitting in on it. Rory Bounds was on uh, sound. And uh, you've been listening to The Big Tech Show. We'll talk to you later this week. Bye-bye. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. 